everyone, I'm back with a very, very random episode. Um, it is Tuesday, September 29th, um, and I just finished watching the entire first election 2020 presidential debate, and wow. Um, this is very random episode i um planned on doing like an election 2020 thing on here to keep people updated but i felt the need to upload it the day after just so people can um kind of keep up on what was said if they missed it or whatever so i did watch the entire thing um and it was a mess and that's playing it very nicely. The debate was a mess. I didn't really feel persuaded in any sort of way. Um, and Joe Biden used to be a lawyer. Like, you'd think he would be better at persuading people. And I just wasn't convinced at all with the entire thing. But um, today I want to talk about the race relations portion. Obviously, we talk about race on this podcast um, and just kind of my thoughts on that. But the first thing is I can't believe it's 2020 and America really wants to hear two 70, almost 80-year-old, old, rich white men stance on race and i think we everyone that's listening to this right now knows their stance on race relations in this country no matter what party they're in democrat or republican um the democrats are just nicer about being racist than the republicans are i you know we have a quote-unquote kind segregationist running for president and we have a bigot running for president and they're both not going to solve any sort of race relations in this country. And I definitely don't have any faith about that or honestly really anything else. That was one of the worst things I have ever had to sit through ever. And um, I don't know. I, I, I even thought Hillary was better at debating. I don't know. I... So, the first thing that kind of was brought up in the conversation was Joe Biden's very controversial 1994 crime bill. Now, the crime bill is the largest crime bill in U.S. history, um, and it provided for 100,000 new police officers, $9.7 billion in funding for prisons, $6.1 billion for prevention programs, which were designed for um, significant input from police officers, and it was originally written by Senator, back then Senator Joe Biden, and was passed by Congress and signed into law by Bill Clinton. So, um, this 1994 crime bill was passed by... um, Democrats, really. And um, I think that just shows a lot about our country. 
many um, criminal justice activists have complained about the crime bill, saying that it is um, responsible for the increase of mass incarceration. Um, I've read a couple articles on Vox saying that um, it's not necessarily federal policy that has increased mass incarceration, but state policy that has increased mass incarceration, which also makes a lot of sense. Um, I know Senator Sanders, Senator Sanders or Bernie, whatever you want to call him, um, also did vote for this crime bill, which um, was obviously brought up both times he ran for president. And he claimed that he was for the bill just because it did include the Violence Against Women Act, which helped crime um, crack down on domestic violence, rape, um, a 10-year ban on assault weapons, background checks for firearms, um, and it granted programs for local and state police. So, um, you know, Biden has this history of, quote-unquote, being tough on crime. And, um, I think it's something to question. I think it's a valid discussion to have when bringing up Biden because, you know, a lot of people are voting for him, not because they want him in there, but they want Trump out. But I think that bringing up Biden's past with segregationists, he apparently, um, he was, like, against school integration or something like that, or, like, compromised with segregationists, something along those lines. Um, but those are very valid points in bringing up. But again, what can you really expect for two white men trying to solve race relations in this country? Like, that's just not going to work. <laughs> They're two old, wealthy white men trying to understand black and brown lives. Like, that's never, ever, ever going to happen. Um, but in 2008, he um, tried to kind of make up for his shady past with criminal justice reform by, um, I think he wrote or like helped write the Second Chance Act in 2008, and that gave counseling services to former inmates. But I still feel like he could be doing so much more and with his um vice president pick Kamala there's definitely going to be an episode on her um her history as attorney general in California I believe she was attorney general guys I have to get it together like I have I have so many things going on um let me look it up really quick she, because I don't want to tell you guys the wrong thing. So she was an attorney, and obviously she's a senator. But I thought she was, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, duh, yeah, she was attorney general. I'm telling you guys the right thing. Okay, moving on. Um, Back to what I was saying, I just feel like criminal justice reform, um, 
the movement going on for Black Lives Matter, they're just, it's an important thing to bring up. And I don't think questioning his um, stance on criminal justice reform and race relations doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I hate Biden. I don't know. I feel like people, I, I think my, especially my family, like whenever I bring up something that Biden has done, they're like, well, you want Trump out of there. And it's just kind of like, okay, but neither one is great. And I just, I feel like a lot of Americans are in a situation where like I am, like neither one is great. Like our options are very, very, very limited. They're actually at none. Um, Another thing that I found interesting about what Biden said, I'll get to Trump later. He's a totally different person, but he said he wouldn't defund the police, which I think he really, really, really messed up there. If he wants the young vote, if he wants the black vote, if he wants the Bernie supporters vote, he shouldn't have said that. I think that, first of all, the Democratic Party is split. It's split into the moderates and the progressives. Obviously, Biden is trying to take a centrist approach, which I kind of understand because a lot of Americans are in the middle about many issues. It's actually... um, the support for Black Lives Matter, especially among white people, has decreased significantly, which isn't surprising at all. But anyways, he's trying to appeal to the centrists in our country. And I don't even know if that's the best move just because um, the younger generation is either far left. Well, Yeah, I would say far left or far right. Like, Gen Z or millennials are in no way, I'd say a good chunk of us are in no way centrists. And by appealing to the centrists, he is trying to um, appeal to an aging demographic. And he just shouldn't have said that he doesn't support defunding the police. I think that's going to upset a lot of people, especially the young people, especially black people, obviously. Um, And, you know, I'm not surprised that he doesn't want to defund the police. And he was saying that, like, um, he was talking about, like, looting and stuff like that. It was just very, um, very much centrist. But at the same time, it's kind of like, what is your civil rights reform and um if he really wants to redeem himself in the way and make up for his segregationist past and quote-unquote tough on crime legislation that he has um drafted i think that 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 just was a really 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 bad move and he needs the young vote. He needs the Bernie supporters vote. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Democrats, it takes the Democrats much, much harder to 
rally support just because I said before um, the party is very split. But at least with the GOP, they can agree on things more and they can get things done. Even if, you know, Senator Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz were talking so much crap about Trump right before he got elected. And then now all of a sudden they agree with everything he's saying because the Republicans can agree on things, but Democrats, not so much. Okay, now I'm going to get into Trump. (laughs) Wow, I just, it was just a repetition of radical left Democrats, Antifa, radicals, they, they hate the United States. And (laughs) first of all, I was just, I was telling my parents that what Trump is doing, I don't, I don't necessarily think that he is as stupid as we think he is. He uses like a certain rhetoric and code words such as law and order and radical left and Antifa. And he repeats them over and over and over and over again. And it sticks in people's minds, especially his supporters, because his supporters listen to him. They listen to him very, very closely. Um, And it's scary, just like hearing him repeat the same key words over and over again. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah, Um, about that. I... (laughs) I... I thought that what he was doing was just very interesting. Um, His language obviously garners the support of white supremacists. And when he was asked to condemn white supremacy on TV, on national television, um, the moderator, by the way, the moderator deserves a raise and many awards. But when the moderator asked him to denounce white supremacy, that seemed like a very, very tough thing to do um, for Trump on his behalf. So, you know, none of the um, their thoughts on race relations really surprised me, um, especially, oh, oh, another thing, the racial sensitivity training. Apparently, to Trump, that's racist. I know he was saying that he was trying to um, get rid of the 1619 Project from being taught in school. So he's trying to erase Black history even more than it's it's barely taught in the schools to begin with. We all know that. But, um, yeah, it's just very... Um, it's very frightening to see our president not condemn white supremacy but you know what trump is america i tell people this all the time people always wonder how trump got in there but nothing about what is happening on that stage when they're talking about race relations absolutely nothing is new um I think that Trump is the ugliest parts of America. He is literally the embodiment of 
racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, like anything horrible about this country is Trump. (laughs) And it's been happening since the very beginning of this country. And I, I don't know why people are so shocked by um the rise of trump and maga you know i think it's kind of interesting to see how he has able to kind of make a cult out of his presidency i've like my grandmother my parents like people who are older than me said that they have never seen anything like this before No one is better at rallying people together than that man is, and it's very, very frightening. Um, But, yeah, those are my thoughts on race relations, the remarks that were made during tonight's presidential debate. I hope you learned something new. I don't know why. I can barely talk. It's like 11 o'clock and I'm so tired. And honestly, that whole debate just gave me a headache. So I'm going to go to bed. But thank you so much for listening. And there will be an episode on Sunday. I just felt the need to do this today because um, I wanted to like say my reactions right afterward. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you on Sunday.